Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. Sorry we're a few minutes late today. My daughter is normally ready to run up the stairs, which she'll be joining us tonight. But, um, so you'll hear the occasional beat and bang and hopefully not any screaming. So, if you would, just forgive it and go on. Uh, we're going to talk basketball, football. We're going to talk storms, which obviously if a lot of people around the world have heard all about it. And, uh... Uh, we're going to talk about a few other sports. Uh, stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. SEC, they You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Sorry, I didn't mean to play the entire intro. Sorry, I forget it looped. Um, so anyway, guys, we're in, we're talking. Um, got Jared connected. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? I do pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. I do have I do have a quick announcement to make for our listeners. Um, I try to make sure our podcast comes out on uh, Wednesdays. Or I mean, we do the live stream on Wednesdays, uh, but the uh, our pre-recorded uh, podcast will be released on Fridays now because of our sponsorship. So, oh yeah, we've gotten a sponsor. Yay! So we will be dealing. Uh, we will be working with them and dealing with my daughter in the background. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, but anyway, let's talk some basketball. Um, men's basketball played. A few games. Uh, we played Buffalo, Ole Miss, and well, let me back up. <laughs> As I discussed in the intro, uh, we were talking about uh, the storms that hit the area last week and the devastation there. Um, Jared, do you want to talk about your experience first, and then I'll talk about mine because mine's not very exciting. Yeah, I mean, mine wasn't either. But I mean, it's just like the whole way that it happened was just insane because i mean i knew we were supposed to get severe storms i was sleeping but i woke up about one o'clock in the morning and like a bunch of people were texting me like hey are you okay are you okay and i'm just like oh god what is going on (laughs) so i mean i I pulled out my radar and i saw where it already went through graves county where it hit mayfield and some of the pictures i think they already had that picture of its courthouse like the before and after i'm just like oh my god I thought that was horrible, but I saw where the active tornado warning, it was like on the north side of Logan County, uh, north of Auburn, and it was heading like northeast towards Warren County. Like I was relieved for a second because I was like, oh good, it's not going to hit me. But then I was like, oh shoot, that looks like it's going hit like straight through Bowling Green. And like I was watching my radar and I was keeping up with all the weather alerts on uh, Twitter as well. And uh, they were posting stuff like it blows through. It hit at like one twenty in the morning uh, central time. And like I saw where they posted, like it showed the circle right over the downtown Bowling Green. I'm just like, there's no way this is going to be good at all. And so I hopped onto the Talrax Twitter and started following everything from there. And it was just like firsthand accounts of people getting debris, people getting their homes messed up. 
uh, like the pictures of the tornado from like seen from the parking structure at campus, looking towards the water tank, seeing that like on Russellville Road where it hit. Yeah. I mean, I, I started to freak out because I was like, oh, my God, this is like downtown Bowling Green. This basically hit campus. I mean, it was pretty close. And I mean, I knew that it was going to be pretty bad. Because, I mean, just looking at all the first-hand accounts, I mean, it got kind of overwhelming there for a minute, uh, just seeing. Because, I mean, the towel rack follows all these people in Bowling Green, too, and it was just so sad. And uh, so, I mean, I knew, like, come morning, this was going to be really bad. Like, this was going to be, like, national news, like, all over it, kind of bad. So, I mean, I, I went ahead and made one of the little graphics. I, it, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I made that uh, hashtag pray for VG graphic. Well, I didn't have many good pictures of like downtown Bowling Green, but there was a recent one I had of the colonnade that I edited and put that on top of it. And even at three o'clock in the morning, people started sharing that. And when I woke up, I think it was close to like a thousand shares on Facebook, which is insane. Yeah. But it was so good to see that support, the people doing that, because I mean, uh, obviously looking at the damage and the. <laughs> Uh, Creekwood area, Bowling Green, Russellville Road, even parts of 31W, just businesses getting leveled, people's homes getting leveled. Uh, I went to Bowling Green for the first time since the tornadoes hit yesterday. So I work at Starbucks on the north side of uh, Nashville in Rivergate area. And I, I still know the store manager that I worked for in Bowling Green on Scottsville Road. And I told her if she needed anything, just to let me know. But that way we can pull resources from our district because I knew they didn't have much in Bowling Green. And she was out of some coffee travelers and some cups and some other things. So I was on my way to clock into my shift at work. But I was like, I called around these different stores. I was like, hey, do you have this product I can get to Bowling Green really quick? And I was actually able to load up my Jeep with the stuff that she needed and drove all the way back up into Bowling Green after leaving. <laughs> like I made it all the way awesome. down to Rivergate, but I was able to head back up to Bowling Green and give them a bunch of stuff. And just, it was really, it was really heartwarming, but it was also really hard just going back and, and going to my old store too and talking to one of my coworkers and how he said he was lucky to be alive because the tornado went right through his backyard. And basically everything from the back of it on was completely destroyed. And just that, I was asking my store manager, I was like, is there anything else you guys really need? And she's like, we just need a lot of love right now. I mean, this whole community does. I mean, it's been hard on everyone. And I know all the other BG people would probably agree with that. But all the support that I've been seeing online and in person has been phenomenal. Just millions of dollars being raised and other people helping out. Like I know there's an Appalachian State podcast that's raised close to $18,000 for wow. tornado relief, which is amazing. Because I was fully expecting our game against Appalachian State to be sort of like a Marshall game. Be like, oh, this is going to be kind of a bitter rivalry kind of thing. But man, I have so much respect for all of them. Like their athletic department has been taking up stuff. Um, basically top down Appalachian state's like an incredible program. Uh, that's just so awesome for them to be able to help Western the way that they have and seeing all the support has been wonderful. I mean, I've definitely shed a lot of tears, uh, especially that morning after. And of course, yesterday going back to Bowling Green for the first time and just hearing from people that I really care about and how hard it's been. But I mean, we'll get through this. We'll rebuild. Uh, I mean, we still need a lot of help, a lot of resources, a lot of prayers. Uh, this is going to take a long time, but I mean, thankfully, uh, I'm really connected with all the churches in the area, like the Soki Worship Community and Relay Conference and all these other things. And 
I know there's going to be a lot of help in the coming months from different people just pulling resources together and being able to help rebuild after this because it's going to take a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from Mayfield to Dawson Springs to Bowling Green and all the little places in between that were hit, I mean, just my wife and I sat and watched on the news well, on um, specifically on YouTube, the different news outlets posting videos and pictures and just things to help. And, you know, and the thing that hit me the hardest is when I was looking at all the people reporting damage and stuff like on the towel rack, like I click on their profile and so many of them followed us. And that's what really hurt. At least, yeah, that hurt really bad that morning when I was seeing that of all these people that had all this severe damage and I go and click and see if they have any connections to this towel rack. And sure enough, like they followed us or we followed them or something like that. I mean, Bowling Green is still a decently big city, but it's still small enough that, I mean, a lot of us know each other. And I mean, just our blog site, just being able to help in any way. Like I was keeping, tw- like I was live tweeting updates at like one thirty in the morning and just being like, Hey, uh, stay off the roads. Let all the emergency services do what they're supposed to do. I was just kind of echoing some of the stuff that Joe Imel, the guy with Bowling Green Daily News, that does all the police scanner stuff. But it was just heartbreaking seeing what he was posting, what everyone else was posting, and just seeing like so many people that were being shared stuff, like the damage they had on national news that followed the towel rack. So, yeah, <laughs> it was hard. Yeah, it, it's it's tough um, because i mean we never think that this will hit so close to home and when it does i mean it just completely takes you off guard and by surprise and it just makes the pain twice as hard because i mean i went to more oklahoma two months after that ef5 tornado basically leveled that entire city and just seeing concrete slab after concrete slab of where our home was and then going to the ground zero where it was where an entire school was basically wiped off the face of the earth and like there was some kids that died there too i mean it was so so horrible seeing that in person but seeing it in basically your own town makes it twice as hard but i mean if there's any good lesson that i think that we may have learned from this area at least me personally is take every single tornado warning that we ever get seriously because so often like, I, I don't know about you, Devin, but, like, I would see a tornado warning in, like, Simpson County, like, in the summer or something, like, oh, well, we never have any severe weather. It can't be that bad. And just kind of brush it off. But I think from now on, I mean, that's something that I need to take more seriously. I think that's something that all of us need to take more seriously because, I mean, we're starting to become the new tornado alley, and I hate it. But we, we, we can't let our guards down anymore. Yeah, on a, yeah I mean, seriously. Um I actually had two family members uh, who, uh, two cousins of mine, the one, the older cousin is a member of the, um, where is that stupid thing? Um, yeah, my daughter just hit a old clock somebody gave me and it's going off. Anyway, um, she is the director of the Ag Expo Center in, uh, in Bowling Green, uh, right there down on Nashville Road. Mm-hmm. And... She, uh, her sister called her at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and, uh, I'm going to kick your little butt. And, um, she called her about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and said, I'm on my way. There's a tornado warning. Well, the tornado missed them within a mile, man. You know, it's, I mean, and for those of you who know, like where the expo is, mm-hmm. when you get off of the, uh, the nature there, you turn left 
um, and you head down and you go, and that's basically where the farm is, uh, the, the expo center. Um, if you turn right, you go towards Western. So, um, and of course, another friend of the show, Casey Tinius, uh, his parents, uh, he posted a very heart wrenching story on Facebook. Um, he was on the phone with his dad when the storm hit and it destroyed their house completely. Man. So, um, of course, you know, he's like, I think the thing that touched me the most was I did. He's like, I'd never heard that sound of fear in my father's voice before. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's tough right there. That's wild. Um, they so, seeing all these businesses too that I mean we've mentioned we had that whole blog that we put together well the a story about all the local eating places in Bowling Green and seeing two of them get completely leveled with Cabuenos and also Cabreros both of them like got completely wiped out so I mean it sucks how many local businesses that we've lost because of this yeah yeah I mean like you said the local businesses um, Alex the guy the guy that always joins us on the podcast. Um, his basically, I won't say all, but several homes in his hometown of Mayfield being destroyed. Um, and it's just tough being a friend to somebody like that. And, you know, and his hometown's just, I won't say gone, but it's, it's, it was hit hard. It was really hit hard. Um, and I mean, of course the candle factory, Yeah, I would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the candle factory because, and the sad part is, is like I'm seeing pictures of it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I can't appreciate what happened there unless I see what it looked like before. And I actually Googled to see what it looks like. And it looks like an average business. Mm-hmm. And then you see the pictures, you know, the videos and all that of the destruction. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's hard. It, um, there are several funds out there uh, to donate to uh, the governor, Andy Bashir. Uh, Kentucky governor set up the team Western Kentucky tornado relief fund to assist those affected. Uh, the American red cross is always running low on blood. Sorry to say that, but every time I turn around, they're running low on blood. Uh, there's the blood assurance, a, re- a regional blood center serving Kentucky and other States. Salvation army has mobilized to help with food and shelter. Uh, the Mayfield community foundation has set up a GoFundMe to support. Uh, the Kentucky branch of Feeding America is distributing meals. The Global Giving and GoFundMe have set up relief funds to help victims across the state, across six states hit by the storm. Uh, and then, of course, there's other local authorities and everything asking for help. Bowling Green Fire Department is asking for volunteers uh, and just, you know, countless other ways. Uh, even our own Matt McKay, who is going to come on the podcast tonight, but his wife's not feeling well. Uh, he actually... Uh, like the day after the storm was like, I want to go do something. I want to help. I want to help. And I started texting him. I'm like, dude, go for it. Go help. Go do. Cause he's a person of action. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. Matt is, uh, if you've ever seen Matt in person or seen him at ball games, you know how passionate he is with stuff. And he is, uh, he's somebody that I, uh, completely trust and believe in. And when he feels led to do something, he takes off and does it. Now I have given him grief about his GoFundMe picture because he looks like a wimp, but dragging around a twig. But uh, I mean, it's his heart's in the right place as far as the GoFundMe and everything like that. Um, and I was glad to uh, uh, donate to to that. Um, 
and I'm sure he'll be uh, definitely helping out others and stuff like that because that's just who he is. Um, but personally, we had some tornadoes come within a few, probably like 30 minutes away. I mean, it was probably like you, Jared. Um, it wasn't anywhere near us as far as that goes. Um, but it was within, you know, 30 minutes. And I don't think the destruction uh, was that bad. Um, essentially, I live in Hardin County, Kentucky, which is county seat of E-Town. And um, Abby quit. And um, All right, I'm back. It. <laughs> you're good. I was just still talking. No, you're fine. Um, but uh, the county seat is E-Town, is Elizabethtown. Uh, we call it E-Town here in Kentucky. But uh, with E-Town, it basically just stopped at the county line. The storm just stopped. Um, whether, you know, whether you believe in God or whatever, um, that's up to you. But, you know, we here were spared and we were lucky. Um and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very thankful for that um, because I myself, I, I did like you did, like you were talking about, Jared. I looked and I saw that the storms weren't really that close to us. And I just rolled back over and went to bed. My wife got up and she watched the weather. Uh, but I was I was irresponsible and I shouldn't be like that. And I think it's a lesson to learn that you need to uh, be you know more diligent like that, like you said. Yeah, like one thing that they said is to have like an emergency bag with like an extra set of clothes, a flashlight, and uh, like some extra chargers, maybe some uh, towels or something. Just like an emergency bag just in case. I mean, you do get hit because, I mean, obviously no one ever wants to think about that. But, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, it happens. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, honestly, like if you live in an area like that that is affected, have a plan. And set up, a, you know, if something happens, this is where we're going to go. If this happens, this is where we're going to go. Um, and, and just be prepared, you know, if there's a fire in your house, if there's a tornado, if there's, you know, I even had a high school teacher that had a, <laughs> he had a sign on his classroom and it was like tornado warning, fire alarm. And then it was, uh, yeah. And then it was a uh, nuclear blast. And the instructions were put your head between your knees and mm -hmm. kiss your yeah. So yeah, that's not going to save you if you get hit by a nuke. No, so, of course he was just being funny, but um, but it was insane though. I mean, I had I don't know about you, but I had people from everywhere texting me the morning after asking oh, yeah. if I was okay. I had someone as far away as Albania asking me if I was okay after those storms. <laughs> I did. Uh, uh, one of our listeners, Steve in the UK, shout out, buddy. Um, he did message me and asked how everybody was. Um, and he, uh, he's a long time listener. Um, uh, appreciate that, Steve. Um, and you know, I had, like you said, I had other people asking about, you know, are your, is your family okay? Are you all okay? And it's like, you know, it, it means a lot, you know, when people are calling and checking on you like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but on a lighter note, of course, the before, we played Buffalo. We lost 77-67. But then Western played Ole Miss. And I believe that was Saturday night. Am I right? Uh, yes, I think so. Because the storms happened Friday night, Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that then, entire day is like six days is what it felt like to me. <laughs> yeah, because I like agree. I woke up, I was awake from one until like five in the morning, and then I went back to sleep, and then I got up again at ten o'clock, and then went to work. So it was just pure chaos. Yeah, it. I we uh, Karen and I went into work uh, Saturday for a little bit, and you know kind of talk to people at work and stuff, trying to figure out, you know, like what was going on, like if they had had any damage and stuff like that. And, you know, it was very minimal around here. Um, but like you said, uh, but the guys played in Atlanta, they played Ole Miss on at the SEC network. I did watch some of that game on, um, I did watch some of that game on Hilltop Revolt. So check that out. Um, and uh, I was impressed with the guys. They played really well, but I do have one thing. And this goes for me too, because I'm a big guy. Can we not? Can we not get sharp some shorts that are like fit that fit like everybody else's? Maybe he just likes those retro seventies. Uh, that's what. That's all shorts. I can think of. I'm watching the game, and all I can picture is like Larry Bird, you know, Magic Johnson. Uh, was it Dr. Dre back in the day? Um, you know, some of those guys. And I'm like, dude, these shorts and like being a big guy, like my wife makes fun of me. Cause like you buy a Superman shirt and the size shirt I wear, it's like little bitty. And she's like, why don't they like proportionally fix that? So it matches up. And I'm like, I don't know, but <laughs> you would think, mm-hmm. you know, he's seven foot five. They could make shorts. Yeah. They may be capris on a normal person, but he needs longer shorts. Yeah. Sorry, I, and the bad thing is, is I, I noticed it more in the center game than I did Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Miss, we were wearing black, uh, so the center game we were wearing white, and it was like, really, guys, really. Uh, did you watch either game? I got to see a little bit of the center game, but I mean, it was just pure domination, so I wasn't oh, yeah. really fully involved as I what normally would be with the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know for the first. Uh, so many minutes of the game, like, what was it, like a minute or two at least, center did not score a point. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is going to show where this game's going to go. So I, I was I was definitely very impressed. Um, but I'm gonna, I'll let you talk about that center game for a couple minutes here, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's fine. But, I mean, thankfully, we just came out and dominated. Also, the, with that game, too, is that they had it free – for anyone to attend and also had like food and other services available to people they need, which was really good to see the, I'm, I'm glad to see Western be able to do stuff like that and be able to give back to the local community because they definitely needed it. So that's, I don't know what the attendance was, but I'm sure there may have been a couple of people there that came just to support. I mean, it's a D3 school anyways. It's not like it's Louisville. I mean, we'll talk about that. That's this week, but that's my dog, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was just pure domination. We finally got another triple-double as well with McKnight. I think he had one. It was with assists. Uh, Sharp obviously looked pretty good. Anderson is finally coming back. He was coming off the bench, and he had 18 points. But, I mean, it was like you would expect. I mean, we looked like a Division One team, and they looked like a Division Three team. So, I mean, what else is there to really say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there wasn't a lot to say about it. I mean – they just dominated, and it was. I mean, it was. Uh, I just wish we had a. I wish we had stronger opponents, you know. And I, yeah. I can't blame. 
I can't blame Stans as much as the ADs, you know. Because, like, Rhodes College was a joke. That was just to break the home game record, basically. But, like, I don't... I get it, but I don't get it. Like, like, like how do you count that as a real game? That helps us none. Like, if we don't get to the dance because we played Rhodes and Center, I'm gonna, I'm not going to be happy, but... Just me. Yeah, I mean that absolutely tanks your strength of schedule whenever you play a team that low on the totem pole, basically. But hopefully, against Louisville, things will change and we can get a big Power Five win because Ole Miss, I think that's a decent win. I mean, they are Power Five, they're SEC, but I mean, Ole Miss never really cares about their basketball program as much as they do football and all of that, so. I mean, I don't think it really matters. Like the people we did a interview with, a Q and A, um, it was the SBN blog uh, affiliate for Ole Miss. They didn't even post a recap or any in-game tweets of the basketball game. I think that just kind of speaks for where how their basketball program is kind of viewed, which is a little sad. But well, I mean, it's kind of like Alabama, so to speak. Well, Alabama you know, is nationally ranked in everything right now. Like, they've actually gotten really good in the past few seasons, especially under Nate Oates and everything. But I'm, I'm just speaking historically. You know, if you asked a traditional Alabama fan, yeah. you know, save one program, they're not going to say basketball. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, traditionally. I mean, SC, any SEC team except Vanderbilt and Kentucky, would they're the only ones that would choose basketball over football, if we're being honest. <laughs> I think Vanderbilt would say baseball over football, honestly. Yeah. They used to be um, good at – I mean, they've been decent at basketball. I mean, they used to be nationally ranked and really relevant. I mean, back when they had the coach, uh, Ken Stillings, I think that's his name. I know what he <laughs> looks like in my head. Like, he was the I coach was like, there for the longest me. time. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I think it was Ken Stillings was his name. He was hey. there for a long time. Props on you. I remember some Western stuff, but I do not. I couldn't tell you that. It's just for the fact that I'm south enough that with my, like, DirecTV and also with Xfinity now, we've always picked up the Nashville stations over WBKO and any northern stations. So, I mean, I'm always getting all the Nashville stuff anyway. So, I'm always kind of in the loop with it. Same deal here. When I I lived back in Scottsville, which we were basically neighbors. um, Yeah basically what 20 miles difference there um i don't know how many people like in my school were like vols fans and it's like do y'all know what state you're in yeah it's like you don't even live in tennessee yeah Um, but yeah i mean actually i did have a cousin um who played um for i can't even remember the acronym for it now but it was north carolina uh Greensboro at Greensboro or something like that. Mm-hmm. Little like it's like center basically, and he played Vanderbilt down in Vanderbilt, and we went and watched the game uh, with some family, and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, side note there on Vanderbilt. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like Old Miss goes, uh, Sharp looked good, um, and it, you may have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure like the the announcers were like, yeah, you know, Sharp's pretty good. He's seven foot five, blah, 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 blah. He's leading the Hilltoppers with blocks. And like a split second later, he made a block. And I'm like, how do y'all do that? Mm-hmm. Like, is it coincidence or? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like a reverse announcer's jinx. Like usually when the yes. game's on the line, and like this person is a ninety-eight percent free throw shooter, so he's <laughs> this is basically in the bag, and then he breaks the first free throw. Like I can tell you how many times I've seen that happen before. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just that's just jinxing. That's all that is. It's just a jinx. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I was very impressed with the guys against Ole Miss, and I think it was just a. Do you think it was a uh, more of like a push for Western with the with the the storm devastation, or do you think Western just came to play? I think it was both. Like everything that was happening back in Bowling Green, obviously they kind of rallied behind that and wanted to represent Bowling Green well because we knew that the national eyes on us and. We've been a lot of people's thoughts and prayers, and there's been help donating. And I've seen a ton of lineman trucks going up on the interstate and helping with Bowling Green. So, I mean, they rallied behind that. And also, I think that they just wanted to show that they were a better team. And, of course, like with Kermit Davis, too, I mean, that withstanding old MTSU, 100 miles of hate kind of still lingers a little bit into it as well. So it's just all those different factors, I think, kind of combined and just it just ended in a very 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 great performance that I think everyone in the city of Bowling Green needed to see after that. Yeah, that's my daughter. Um, do you? Th- I swear I'm going to strangle her. Um, do you <laughs> think that the uh, Ole Miss fan is going to help our Ken Palm rating? Um, not a lot because we played Rhodes in center, so that's just going to counteract whatever we do. I don't know what she's into right now. I'm not even going to look because I don't want to know. This pure um, destruction. Well, she's just like throwing stuff out of one of the closets, and I'm like, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting just to hear like a crash here in a minute. But on the lighter note, here we do have Louisville on Saturday, July, uh, July. Good God, December 18th at 2:30 p.m. Like with her being up here is like such a distraction for me that my ADD cannot concentrate. Um, yeah. But like I said, we have Louisville, December 18th. Um, so Western is 7-4, and four, Louisville 7-3. and three, And we, we're actually really close, which is wild to me. Western, yeah. in, according to ESPN's BPI uh, intern that filled this out, Louisville sits at a 52%. We're sitting at a 48%. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, that's that's awesome. Well, I mean, this isn't really your average U of L team either. I mean, Greg Patino's gone. I mean, what's his face? Uh, uh, whoever's been there, I can't, the bald headed guy, yeah. Um, him. so I mean, he's a decent coach, they've been all right under him, but I mean, he lost Jordan Norwa and a bunch of other good players. So, I mean, he's kind of in a rebuild of his own, but I mean, they should still have better recruits than us and all that. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think that if there is any chance of us beating Louisville in Diddle Arena, this Saturday is the chance because we got so freaking close in 2014 when I was there and we lost by nine. And that was when they were number four in the country, had Terry Rozier and Montrez Harrell. Both of them are NBA players now. And I don't think this Louisville team we're playing Saturday is near as talented as that one was. And we lost by nine. Plus, I mean, it's going to be a sellout. Plus, everyone's rallying around Bowling Green. And they're just trying to do the best they can to represent the city and everything. I feel like if there were to be a time for us to finally break the streak against Louisville, in basketball, it's going to be this Saturday. 
I do too. I do too. I think it's definitely, um, and I'd like to see a lot of Western fans come together and, you know, do well, um, or come together and just, you know, support the tops and see if we can get Chris Mack to throw up the double birds. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like my ultimate goal in life. If we can get a coach so mad, a rival coach so mad, he throws up the double birds. Like we've gotten close. Like I can tell you being in the student section, there's a couple times we got pretty darn close, especially with Jeff Jones at Old Dominion. I definitely remember that. Because <laughs> <laughs> some guy kept teasing him and like was yelling all this random stuff. Like, like do you wear boxers or briefs? Just like yelling <laughs> him like the stupidest stuff imaginable and just That's trying hilarious. to get him so mad. He was just like screaming at the official for all this different stuff the whole game. And I think at one point we were chanting like Jeff wears briefs or something like that. <laughs> God, it, it was, I miss being in the student section so much. Oh my like gosh. Some of my the... favorite memories of all time are in the WKU basketball student section. Now, see, I was talking to a guy the other day and I'm like the smartest thing they did in college athletics was to put the visiting team in front of the student section. Obviously. An absolute yeah. smartest thing you could ever do. Just heckled them the entire game. Like heckled- I, my favorite ones that I – there was a couple that I started in the student section when I, in my time there. It was when we were playing uh, FIU, and that was when they had that really good big guy, Adrian Diaz. But every time he would shoot free throws or something, I'd be like Rocky play, Adrian! <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> like the whole time that he was shooting free throws. And then like we would play rice, and I would just call them rice cakes, and all of us started calling them that the rest of the game. So that was a lot of fun. Okay, so speaking of, I think we talked about this right before the show. Um so I've seen a video of a university called Taylor University. It's like a little, was it D3? Yeah, something like that. It's in Indiana. It, yeah, it's in Indiana. It is on my bucket list of places to go when they Same. do the Silent Night. Yeah. Okay, so they have a tradition for our listeners called Silent Night. And for the first 10 points, the crowd says nothing. Dead quiet. Not a word. Even when I the think, home team scores, nothing. Yes. Nothing. And then when the 10th point is scored, they rush the court. And just they like everyone wears these ridiculous costumes. They have all like these ribbons and confetti and stuff that they throw everywhere. It's I don't know how it started. I, I can't remember the origin story. I know that I've seen videos of it. You, it's one of those things you see on ESPN, like whenever it happens, and then it just kind of disappears into oblivion the rest of the year. But it's one of my favorite traditions in college basketball. It's so random, and I want to experience it one day. I'm, I'm with you. Like I think it's on the north side of Indianapolis, about maybe I think it's Taylorsville, something like that. I, or not? But like, like the free throw distractions are wild. Yeah. Uh, somebody proposed to a girl in a Smurf costume. I, th- I saw in the video. Another thing I saw was um, would you quit coloring stuff? Um, so the um, yeah, it, it was it was just wild. You're just like really. Um, so yes uh, and then the other thing is is i think well, right before the end of the game they sing silent night which mm-hmm. just it, it looks amazing to me um so western versus louisville western's averaging about 78 points louisville's got 70 points against is about the same we got 65 they got 64 we're shooting 48 percent. they're shooting 41 they get more rebounds than us they got 42 we got 38 on average uh, assists were at 16 and 12 blocks, yada, yada, yada. We got them beat on blocks. 
Um, it, it helps when we have a seven five seven foot five guy <laughs> to yeah. do all that. Um, so who do you think is going to be our star on Saturday? I mean, if it's anybody, it's probably going to be sharp. If I'm being honest, I, I would love to see McKnight have a really strong game as well as Anderson. But I really think that having that presence down low and having sharp be a factor in the game, especially on defense, he's got to stay out of foul trouble and he's got to get some dunks and stuff on the other end, get everybody fired up. And as long as either Frampton or Justice, or if, as long as one of them is making their threes, I think we'll be in decent shape. But if neither of them are shooting well, then it could be a very long night. But we're going to need a little bit of that three-point shooting if we want to win this game. I don't know how many McKnight hit the other day, but he was hitting some too, and yeah. I was impressed. Frampton, McKnight, I mean, Anderson was hitting the other night, and it was just like, wow, y'all are, this is pretty good. We need to keep this up, guys. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, you care to give a prediction or are you going to withhold and not jinx us? Uh, whatever I do, it will jinx us regardless. <laughs> That's good to know. Although I did really solid on all my predictions in football. The only ones I missed were both of the UTSA games. Like I should have learned a second time to pick UTSA, but no, quit. Oh, well. you're done it was close. Yes, yes. No, my daughter found dry erase markers. Oh, and it's already coloring her legs. So there's that. Uh, so anyway, talking football, we'll move into football real quick. Um, so Western is going to be playing. Um, gosh, who did we say? Appalachian <laughs> State. App State, yes. Um, let me pull it up here. And Ross and I talked about it last week. App State is actually not going to be too bad of a game. Yes, yeah, it's going to be you a good bowl game. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm just um, mad because I wanted to hate them in the same way that we hate Marshall because, like, well, yeah. they talk a lot of smack and stuff. But now I don't really think I can do that as nice as they've been to us since the tornadoes hit. So I'm just yeah, I mean, that gum. Yeah, I mean, like, you want to hate them and be mad at them, but they're so nice. Like, yeah. can we be mad at them because they're so nice? Like, be like, gah! You make it so impossible to hate. I guess. I mean, Boone, North Carolina, that is where Billy Graham is from. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's just a lot of nice people over there. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, no, you're coming here. You can sit right here. I see she's figured out what no means. Like she yes, yes. It, but doesn't like it, probably. Yes, she she has learned how to say no. Um, she's learned a lot of words, actually. Um, her okay, favorite word is Coco. What's her first Coco. words? Go Tops, though. <laughs> I wish. If it her wasn't, first word was slipping. Mom. Thank you. Her first words was Mom. Uh, then she learned Dada, and that was Dada for, like, the next six months was everything Dada. So we are now... Scrubbing my head with a, a little pillow. Nice. Thank you. As long as it's uh, not a dry erase marker. Oh my gosh, no. No, I gotta give her a bath at some point tonight now, so that'll be fun. Um, but looking at the uh, FPI, actually ESPN is giving the edge to App State. They got a sixty percent, or we're at forty percent. No, I know, right? Um, but they're only giving App State three points. So that's not – I'll take that. I'll take that all day. Yeah, that's not bad. And we've actually had a lot of time to prepare for this game. So I'm not too concerned. 
Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is how good is their offense. Because, I mean, if it's going to be a shootout, I mean, depending on how our defense looks. I mean, I was really disappointed with the UTSA game so much just for the fact of how they kind of reverted back to how they were in the first half of the season. And if as long as they play really strong, I think the defense is what will win it, honestly. Just because, I mean, our offense is still going to score, score regardless. I don't see them. They, they haven't had issues at all much this season. So it'll be our last game with Bailey Zappi and Jareth Stearns, and I'm going to be big sad because they're probably two of the best athletes we've had in a very long time. Let me let me actually get your opinion on the UTSA game. Did you watch that? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Let me have you talk about that for a couple of minutes. Uh, I have to uh, I have to get a diaper. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was just infuriating just for the fact that. UTSA came out and they were ready to play and we didn't really get our legs under us until of course halftime like this has been a second half team all season I mean just looking at the Indiana game looking at the Army game especially all of these games like I mean they would bury themselves into a hole and then play in the second half and be like okay now we're gonna try to score and then they would and we'd get close to winning but it wouldn't be enough in the end but and it was the same kind of issues with UTSA. Like they ran a couple of trick plays that just absolutely burned us. And uh, I mean, second half. I mean, we made that comeback. We got within eight. But just that, that hail. The thing that sucked is we had a chance. We had that hail mary, but it was just a little too far out. And plus, I mean, on defense, all UTSA had to do is put like eight men in the backfield, well, in the secondary and block out the end zone and just swat it down. But we had one second left at the end of the game to make a play. And uh, Zappy just threw a Hail Mary and it wasn't answered as an interception. But I mean, as much as I wish we could have won, I mean, UTSA, they've been the better team all season, in my opinion. Like, just from top to bottom. I mean, if you look at what they've accomplished this season, I mean, they were nationally ranked. They're really good. Stop. So, they Sorry were, about they, that. Um, yeah, they uh, – Ross and I talked about it a little bit last week with uh, – oh, You're okay. With um, UTSA, I mean, they just came to play. They were – I think they were motivated from losing to North Texas and – I'll say I was very impressed with Harris. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was good. Yeah. Nothing else to say about that. I mean, he he challenged our defense every step of the way. Yeah. Between between being able to run, gun, I mean, you know, he could pass, he could run, you know, and then uh, simply, um, I think it's, wasn't that his name, simply? Uh, sincere McCormick. Sincere. I knew it started with an S, and I knew it was a ridiculous name. But you know, with sincere being back there and being able to, you know, take the pressure off of him, it was. I mean, it's <laughs> their offense was kicking on all cylinders, and we talked last week. But just if we had scored instead of kicking field goals in the first half, yeah, we would. It would have been tied up. It would have been tied up at end of regulation. Yeah. So, woulda, shoulda, coulda, but, you know, it is what it is. And I was – I'll say it again. I said it last week, but I was very proud of the guys. I thought they did a really good job mm-hmm. considering, you know, how bad uh, the deficit was 
because I I did stay and watch. I didn't turn it off, and I did laugh at Matt McKay. He had to turn his phone off because everybody was making him upset, uh, and he still believed all the way to the end. Um, yeah, so okay. I mean, that's the thing, though. When you talk loud against UTSA's fan base, they actually do have a lot of people that will remember. Well, I'll, I'll touch base with you on this. Um, one of the things I heard, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was great, was that UTSA obviously was not allowed to let students in for free. It was just kind of ridiculous. Since it was a championship game. So I the local, paying for when I was a student, when we had it in the house. You did pay? I don't think so. I don't remember that. I mean, I might have. I'm not really sure, but I mean, heck, the bowl game that I went to in, in Miami was free, so I don't know why they would make you pay to go to a conference championship game other than the conference you say is broke. Yeah, they're broke and they're a joke. Um, but um, with the uh, with that, the local businesses raised enough money to allow you know any of the students that wanted to come to the game to could. Mm-hmm. Which is and great. I mean, and of course Ross had been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes that whole, you know, experience different, uh, for him. I mean, it's just, he said it was very loud. Yeah. He's like, it was a lot louder than the, it was a lot louder than the Michigan, uh, central Michigan game. The Michigan state game. Michigan state. Good gosh. Yes. I'm multitasking. Excuse me. Please excuse me. It's okay. For some reason, like my daughter just has to go to the bathroom. She has the number two. Whenever we start the podcast and we're by ourselves. Dang. So I guess it was when we were talking about playing Louisville. She was like, that's crap. Yeah, Louisville is crap. <laughs> I agree, Abby. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, any predictions for the bowl game? Man, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's been so long. See, if this would have happened like the week after the conference title game, I would be more prepared for it. But that extra week has actually been bad for me because there's been so much else stuff going on that I haven't even really thought about it. <laughs> I mean, I I'm going to have to think about it. I mean, I think that we have a good chance of winning, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we I think we definitely have a good chance of winning this game. I mean, <sighs> Bailey Zappi is five touchdowns away from be- beating Joe Burrow's record. I want him to get it so bad. Me too. I don't care if we're up 60 to nothing. By God, Helton better let him break it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. If you get within where it's two touchdowns and we have a big lead, you still go for it. Oh, yeah. You get the record, man. And just be like, sorry, coach. We got to get this. We wanted to get this record so, you know, we could do this. Be like, hey, we Um, appreciate all your support, App State, for supporting Bowling Green. Um, We're going to have to beat the absolute rails off of you real quick. Thanks for the dough, but uh, we're going to beat the far out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, I, you got to break the record no matter what. Mm-hmm. You got to break the record. And um, I just I, I just want Western to be up there in that record. That's just me. It would be awesome to have. That's something Dowdy didn't even get to do. He wasn't close yeah. to it. I mean, and this is a single season. Like, this is just amazing to me. He's thrown for 5,545 yards. Like, those are like Madden numbers. Yeah. That's like Madden football right there. It's like my career. It's like when you put yourself as quarterback, it is my career, your senior year, and you max everything out at 99. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, except they don't look like uh, uh, Kaveris Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> My players always look like Kaveris Thomas. I'd always oh, yeah. like max out everything. They would weigh like 250 pounds at quarterback. They'd be like 7'10", you know. <laughs> Ungodly. trying to tackle that, though. <laughs> oh, no, you don't tackle it. You just like dive in front of them and hope they trip. Yeah. Well, you probably, I would probably just stand up. I always like time. putting the break tackle for every player at 99 and the tackle sliders at zero. And then just seeing like the, the most un- absurd plays you could ever imagine just running around everywhere and nobody can tackle you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but so anyway, Western football playing App State. Um, their quarterback, Bryce, has thrown for 3,000 yards, 3,020 He's thrown two, uh, 227 of 367 and 23 TDs. Um, I mean, it looks to me like they're a fairly balanced team, but I don't know if they've actually played anybody besides uh, the Raging Cajuns that was decent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they lost to Louisiana Lafayette, UL, uh, 24-16. They lost by eight. So, I mean, I get that. But Raging at the same Cajuns point, are good, yeah. They're good, yeah. But at the same point, like, has App State really played anybody? Well, um, some people would argue that Sun Belt is way better than Conference USA as a whole. Yeah. It's definitely going to be no stop. God. You do not need a Sharpie. Quit. <laughs> she wants to sign autographs. The struggle is real. Um, but anyway, so uh, I'm, just, I'm looking through App State's re- uh, stop it, App State's records thus far, and they have played. They played Miami and they lost by two. Uh, Miami was ranked number 22 at the time. So they okay. beat Marshall 31-30. Yeah. So bravo there. And we destroyed um, Marshall for the most part. So yes. But they also they played him when Grant Wells was fully healthy. So I feel like that still could have played a little bit of factor on when we played. Him. Yeah, that's that. That could have played into it too, like you said. Um, they played Coastal Carolina, who was ranked 14th. Um, just looking through some of these others, and they beat them 30 to 27. Yeah, it was a pretty big game because Coastal's been one of the best teams in Sun Belt recently. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it's. They've done fairly well thus far. So, um, oh my Jesus. Give me the pencils. Someone gave me like a 200 pack of pencils at some point. And Abby is to the, uh, is in the stage where we have to go and get and hand daddy everything of that thing. So, oh yeah. Earlier today, it was pots. She was literally bringing me pots and pans from our cabinet. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Um, so, yeah, now it's pencils. She's going and bringing me pencils. Every pencil she can find. You got any more? Okay. Uh, so, talking to other sports real quick. Uh, oh, by the way, this week, it is a red out against Louisville. Mm-hmm. Wear your red and support the Hilltops. Um, let's see who else. Uh, women's basketball real quick. 
Uh, they beat Miami, Ohio. Uh, yeah, it's 16-15. like a buzzer beater. Hey, that's awesome. They lost to Texas Tech, 76-72. That's not bad. And the other week, we didn't really talk about it uh, that much, but Georgia Tech uh, ended up beating Western in volleyball uh, 3-0. Um, I think Ross and I agreed that Western needs to build a Travis Hudson statue as long, and a volleyball facility. So, Yeah, I agree. Honestly... We talked about this. I thought it was a great idea. We need to have Travis Hudson statue facing EA Diddle, and like they both like be high fiving. That would be really cool. See, I think that'd be great. Why can't we? We can do that. We can get him a statue. No, quit. Gosh, stop. When you have kids, like they have this innate ability to try to like destroy everything you have. That's what I've heard from a lot of my friends that have kids. Yes. They have this innate ability. They're like, hey, dad likes this thing. I'm going to draw all over it. Let's do it. And see, here's another thing. Uh, I've actually been in a different room since I'm at home by myself right now. Like, I've been sitting, just chilling the whole time, and my dog has been on the couch, and he's just been hanging this whole time. Oh, he's yeah. Been- dogs are great. Dogs are great. They are the best. He hasn't barked a single time, and he's been a good boy, and I'm really proud yeah, I mean, dogs are great. Don't get me wrong. Love dogs. I thought he was going to bark at something outside for a couple of times, but he didn't. So, Hey, yeah, that's great. Um, crap, I just closed out of that. Um, so Western is going to be playing this weekend. We've got uh, Louisville at 2.30. And the App State game, does it start at 11 Eastern or Central? Oh, it starts Water. at 10.30 Central. 10.30 Central, so 11.30 Eastern. Um. We'll be on ESPN, but it'll be like an ungodly hour on a Saturday. <laughs> yes. At least we're on ESPN. Um, let me double check our schedule here. Would you quit? Um, we are playing on ESPN at 11 a.m. Eastern on December 18th. And um, then, of course, the uh, Louisville game is on CBS Sports Network. Uh, So check out both of those. Uh, The girls play sometime. Check them out. (laughs) Support the Lady Tops. Uh, Be abstinent. Um, Don't have kids. Um, (laughs) No, I can't say that. I I love my daughter most of the time, except for when Mama's not home and Daddy's having to watch her and do both. Um, But we will be off next week. And the week after, so we will see you next year. Merry Christmas um, and happy holidays. Yes. Merry Christmas to everyone, our, all of our listeners. We appreciate you. Uh, we are thankful for you. And uh, you'll get to find out who our sponsor is next year. Yeah. Uh, so definitely support them because by supporting them, you will be supporting us. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to mess anything up because I really haven't signed anything yet. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it as vague as possible. Uh, but, uh, as always guys, go tops, go tops.